This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Hurricanes embark on a back-to-back tonight against the Ottawa Senators, who I'm promising you will be more difficult than you think. The Anaheim Ducks are tomorrow night. And as I look at this, and we bring in the head coach, Rod Brindamore, uh, here's what I see. Since Thanksgiving, the Hurricanes are 28-4-4, which is just a staggeringly good record in basically three, just about three months. So, as we bring in the head coach, how do you explain that level of consistency? Well, it's just it's a testament, really, to the, the players and how they prepare every day. That's really it. Because it's, you can't you can't have that kind of record without being just dialed in every night. You know, you're going to get some things going out your way. That's where your you know losses are going to come in and everything. But but I think just in general, we've been pretty good every game and give yourself a chance to win. And but that's just a testament to the guys and how they prepared and. Um, come, you know, do their job. There haven't been a lot of instances where your team has lost, but it seems like every time that happens, it's all about what this team isn't. And I keep looking at the record going, why are we complaining? <laughs> why are people complaining? Yeah, well, I, I think it just goes, the expectations have just, you know, risen so high now that, and it's great. But then we expect to win every night. And, you know, it's when we don't, it feels like what what just happened. But, I mean, it's a tough league. And, you know, I, I, I agree with you in your opening kind of question that uh, we've done a, a great job to this point. And, you know, you got to keep going to the finish here. But, um, you know, it's, it's really just about the players. We have, obviously, we have talented players, but they're guys that work hard. And that that's the reason that we, you know, we're in the position we're in. Let me ask you about Ottawa real quick. It's a team that gave you guys a little bit of trouble a year ago, and they're not out of this playoff race at all. There's, I mean, they have a ways to go, and there's a bunch of teams between them and a wild card spot, but they've got some talented players who can score, and they've got they created some cap room to make a deal at the deadline. What what scares you about the Senators? Yeah, well, they, listen. I think they're seven, two, and one, or something mm-hmm. in their last ten, and and they're 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 loaded up front. Like they they are really talented team, and young and um, fast, and they got really dynamic players. And I think what's happened here lately for them is they've kind of figured out like their their skilled guys have come to what I just said. The secret that we're having is they they they're putting in the work now. So they, you know, they were kind of a little bit inconsistent with that, I think, at times. And now they've decided, hey, wait a minute, this works. If, uh, you know, we have all this talent, but when we put a little work behind it on a consistent basis, then you get results. And so here you go. Now that now they're figuring it out. And like you said, when you get that as a team, that kind of, hey, we're in the fight here. It's a lot easier to do that. And so now, like you said, they got a chance, and so they're dangerous, and we're gonna have to be ready like every night. I mean, there's so many of those teams in the Eastern Conference, from Ottawa to Buffalo to Detroit, all the teams that people have been walking all over over the last several years. Uh, these teams are all right in it. I actually think Detroit is in excellent shape 
for a uh, for a playoff run. We haven't even uh, we're not playing Detroit, so let's not talk about that. Let me ask you about Andrei Svechnikov, who had gone uh, 19 games without a goal, although playing well. Finally, gets two in the first eight minutes. Uh, I thought he was as good as I've seen him in all three air, three zones of the ice on uh, Tuesday night. What is uh, what is a goal? What is just getting those two do for him? Oh, I don't know. I don't know if it does anything, to be honest, but I think it certainly will relieve a little bit of the pressure that he puts on himself. Um, you know, he was dominant in that game, like you said, early especially. And really he was, I thought, the whole game. But, um, you know, he, he puts a lot of stress on himself, even though he, he might downplay it because he wants to score not just every game. He wants to score every shift that he's out there. <laughs> so I think that hopefully that just lets him – relax a little on that I uh, uh, front, but, he, you know, I know he'll continue to try to score. And, you know, we obviously we need him to do that. He, no question about it. I'm not sure that the better play wasn't the uh, the centering play that he made that, I mean, I thought Jesper Faust deflected the puck too, but I guess not. Uh, and then so I could see Sebastian waiting on the back door for, for a puck to get through. But that, that had to be good. They scored together. Uh, in a five-on-five five shift, Aho and Svechnikov together. We we had talked about last year that that group was dangerous, but they just didn't score. Right. Yeah, I mean, listen, if we're putting them together, it's to score. And this is kind of the reason why they'd been separated, because they just they hadn't had a lot of success together. Um, and, it, you know, it does make you a little more dynamic if you can spread them out. Uh, that's for sure as a team. But, you know, if we can get these guys scoring and, you know, Nate Natchez and Teravine, and if they can connect and like they did, you know, in a couple of games, and then now all of a sudden we we do have a little dynamic thing going. So um, that's the whole key is not to be just a kind of one trick pony because that's a little easier to defend at times. So hopefully that's uh, something that we can continue. Is this a tough time of the year to? As a player, you've you've been you know on teams where we get to the trade deadline. And maybe it's uh, some, you know, a guy like Jordan Stahl needs to be aware that there are some players that maybe are are not worried about being traded, but worried about where their spot is in the lineup. If there is a trade made, is it just more difficult this time of the year? Uh, It can be for sure. You know, I I think we're in a little different situation. I think, um, you know, listen, we know we're not trading away those guys you just mentioned. So right. I think it's it's sometimes different than where you are as a team. You know, if we're in one of those teams that is out of it, it's it sometimes can be tough because you know you, there's a good chance you you're moving. I don't think we have a lot of worry about that with our guys that they're going to be at a different spot. So, um, you know, business is business. You don't know what's going to happen, but um, we're, I think we're pretty confident with the, the group we have and that these guys will still be here no matter what may or may not happen. Oh, I'm I'm fairly certain that there's going to be no movement off the roster. But for let's let's just say a guy like Seth Jarvis, he's a young kid. He's never really had to deal with something like this before. Uh, this this are there any worries that he's going to be a little distracted by things that are going on that he has no control over? Yeah, I don't think so. I I, I don't even think he breaks a sweat over this time of year. <laughs> I think he's so dialed in on himself and trying to make sure he plays well and you know. We, we, we're, we've done a pretty good job. I think this group does a good job of worrying about what they got to worry about and not stuff that they can't control. So these are all things that are out of your control. And they, 99% of the things that people talk about and say are happening aren't happening anyway. So 
we'll just, uh, you know, take it a day at a time like we always do. And, you know, if something happens at trade deadline day, then it's going to make us better in the long run. Uh, final thing about this, the uh, Bruins made a deal. The Rangers made a deal about a week ago. There's rumors. There's more rumors out there. Um, is it hard to not pay attention to those things that are going around, oh, yeah. going on? Yeah, you pay attention because, I mean, that's that's our business. we got to know what teams are doing. But, again, it, it it's always just comes back to the fact that, listen, if I know Tom and, and Don are, are, are scouring everything if they – think they can make something to make our team better they're going to try and that's all you really have to to know and you know appreciate that and if it doesn't happen like like we talked about at the start of this conversation i mean we're, we're doing pretty good with the group we have and sometimes making moves or they look good on paper but they break up the chemistry so it's kind of what you're talking about too we got a pretty good you know group that believes in each other and that's really the most important thing all right sir i appreciate your time we'll talk to you later Okay, buddy. Canes and the Ottawa Senators tonight. Canes and the Anaheim Ducks tomorrow. Remember last year, Ottawa gave Carolina a hard time. They played three times. Then Canes went uh, 0-2-1 against the Senators, if I'm not mistaken. I have to go look at it. But Carolina did not have it easy against Ottawa last year. And Ottawa wasn't nearly as good last year as they are this year. This is a team that can still make the playoffs. Uh, I was I was looking at it. If you do it, rather than look at points or points percentage, because we have a pretty big disparity in, ter- in games remaining right now, if you just went, how many points are you over NHL 500? I mean, Ottawa's at the bottom of the, the ladder right now, but they have enough games in hand where if they continue to play well and they have won seven of their last ten. If they continue to play well, they're going to put themselves right in the mix. So they're not out of it yet. And they still have the, they have Claude Giroux, they have Alex DeBrickett, they have uh, Tim Stutzla, uh, Batherton. They've got... One of the Kachucks. Good play, Brady Kachuk, right. They have the other Kachuk. So, it's a good team. Fast. It'll be fun tonight. Adam Gold in studio with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. I was on your website, and I love the term financial termites because there are always things eating at your money that you can't see. So you don't want financial termites. Termites in the financial world are risk, fees, unnecessary commissions. All the bad things that we see and we hear about on TV are happening many times inside your portfolio you don't see. So you need a financial exterminator. Well, for the next 10 of you to call, we'll put together for you your very own total retirement plan at no cost. Call 888-843-0013. Or text Adam to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. So Dennis is responsible for the music today. Nice chill vibe here. I appreciate this on a Friday. Oh, you're welcome, sir. All right, we have the fan poll coming up top of the hour. Also, minute takes aren't as many games, right? We have, we're out of football. We got no oh, football. Oh, there's XFL. Oh, there's XFL, sir. Oh, I can't wait to break down the XFL. Me too. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, so we have enough time to break down all of the matches of the XFL. <laughs> no, we're not going to. Uh, let's let's go uh, in the mentions. Our mailbag segment. You're talking to me? Well, who the hell else are you talking? You're talking to me? Well, I'm the only one here. All right. So yesterday on the program, we asked the question, which is better? See, in the mention segment, your your opportunity to uh, fire questions at us 
at a gold fan for uh, for Dennis at the fan rookie. Poll question yesterday: Which is better, historically speaking, not mm-hmm. today? Historically speaking, SEC football or ACC basketball? And I know it, the the poll results were lopsided in favor of ACC basketball, as lopsided. it should be. Two to one, as it yeah. should be. <laughs> Here and here's here's the thing. And I am as pro ACC basketball as anybody. I think the answer is ACC basketball, but it's by that much. It's still not, better. Doesn't matter. Yes. Right. Could be one point Agreed. or a hundred. And maybe that's how people looked at it. Well, it's really, really close, but slight edge to the ACC. But it is basically two to one in favor of the Atlantic Coast Conference in men's basketball. As it should be. <laughs> so here's my my point. In the last 25 years, SEC football has been bonkers ahead of everybody else. Not every year, but for the most part, way ahead of everybody else. And they're the first to tell you about it. ACC basketball is still the best league, even though it has been mediocre the last couple of years. It's still the best league. And they have, what, nine titles in the last 25 years? Mm-hmm. Duke and Carolina's got a in, in Virginia, Maryland, right? But the... It's not quite as dominant now, but it was the dominant league in the 50s, in the 60s, in the 70s, in the 80s. Maybe not in the 80s, but in the 90s, right? It was the dominant league. You could argue the 80s to an extent. I, w- I would say the Big East was probably the best league in That's the 80s, fair. okay? That's fair. Not the, the ACC was probably second, but it has been the best basketball league. Here's the thing. So many more teams playing, and there are so many more variables to winning, mm-hmm. including winning titles in basketball. It's a the sport lends itself to more random. Oh yeah, than, there's very little random in football, almost none. It's the one sport where best team usually wins all the time, usually, or is competing for the title. Yeah, yeah. So that's why it's just harder to win. So, I, historically speaking, I think the answer is ACC basketball. But I, I do think it's very close, especially when you consider recent results. All right. To, uh, to other things. So, uh, Cheap Dad. Uh, 15 titles in 25 years in a sport with 130 teams versus nine titles in 25 years in a sport with 350 teams. That's just math, right? Yeah. Seems to be. That's where I was, what we were getting at. Coleman who then brought it to basketball in the ACC this year. If you ask a bracketologist, this year's ACC basketball is about as good as Ivy League football. I laughed. Not true, but I laughed. Because we like exaggeration to prove a point, and the ACC is not great in basketball this year. It's not tragically bad. It is at the bottom. And that is the biggest problem with ACC basketball is how bad it is at the bottom, not everything else. Uh, and then Javakev, because I've been harping on the net lately to explain quad one, says looking at net on a daily basis to prove uh, it's flawed is the equivalent of checking your 401k balance daily. <laughs> I laughed at that too. That's good. Right. But I'm using it as an example 
Not a daily example. I'm just using it as an example because, as it's been pointed out, there's just not a lot of movement in the net. We haven't seen a lot of movement all year in the net. The teams are basically in the exact same range they were at the beginning of December. Like, nothing has changed. The die was already cast. All right, I got one more thing, and this is uh, this is not necessarily about... Um, you know, you asking us a question. So, the athletic director at Florida State is in front of the board of trustees, and apparently, this is about um, Florida State exp- like explaining to the board of trustees their financial situation. In other words, we can't continue to go $30 million, not in the hole, but fall $30 million behind our competitors, meaning Florida, every year because the SEC is going to be paying out a lot more money to Florida than the ACC is to Florida State. And they're throwing out, well, we provide 15% of the exposure and the revenue for college football, and we're only getting 7% of the return. And that is unsustainable for us. We don't have to debate that. So the, the Q&A was around the buyout. The buyout right now to leave the ACC is $120 million to buy, to buy your way out of the league. And it's like, whoa, so if we just buy out, we could, you know, we could fight our way back. And there was no pushback to that. And here's what they're missing. Grant of rights. The grant of rights, as far as we all understand at this point, means that if a school leaves, the buyout isn't even half of the problem. No. It's a fraction of the problem because what you're doing is you are forfeiting your media take from wherever you go. You just transfer it to the ACC until the ACC's TV deal is up, which is 2036. So Florida State, feel free. You can give all that money to the Atlantic Coast Conference. We'll take it. Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org nc.